Hey everybody, welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. My name is Ralph. Um, my whole life I've been exposed to uh, you know, little sayings. Uh, we used to, a long time ago, call them, in some cases, old wives' tales, uh, bits of wisdom, um, you know, little things that get handed down. Um, and, you know, I exposed, was exposed to many of them growing up. And for the most part, really never questioned them. It's all just part of the kind of conditioning uh, that, uh, you know, goes along with all of us as we grow up in our society and our cultures and our schools and our families and all that. And um, one of the ones that uh, I was exposed to was uh, seeing is believing. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't have believed it. And, you know, that makes total sense, you know, that... Uh, in, in, in the case of certain stories and and yeah it was used like most things in a hyper, hyperbolic sense uh you know someone's you know someone unexpected scored the winning run well if i hadn't seen it i wouldn't have believed it and uh but but that expression also you know relates to incredible things anyway that statement i heard and probably said it hundreds of times and then one time I was uh, had an acting teacher who said, "You know that statement?" He said, "That's abs. That's backwards. It's really, if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have seen it." And when I heard that, I was like, "That's absolutely right." I mean, I guess you know, it really, you could both ways are are correct. Uh, there are things that I I guess I wouldn't have believed if I didn't see. Uh, I think. <laughs> uh, no, no, I've never really, I've never really thought about that that statement uh the truth of it are there things that i wouldn't have believed if i hadn't seen and uh i think that's i think there are things that i would believe if i hadn't seen uh, but in in large part yes believing is seeing and i've talked about that previously so i won't go into detail but you know just for an example like uh you know ghosts if you if you believe in ghosts you see evidence of them if you don't believe in ghosts you don't see evidence of them. The same with, with God. Uh, if you believe in God, you see evidence of his, her, their work everywhere. If you don't believe in God, you don't see that. Uh, if you believe, you know, you're unlucky, you know, confirmation bias, you'll see lots of evidence of times you're unlucky, but the times you're lucky, you won't see them because you don't, they don't confirm your bias. So you tend to overlook them. But that, that's one of those statements that, um, you know, when you investigate the opposite of it. And so I, I do like to look at the opposite of things quite a lot. But today I just uh, I just want to bring up another one of these ones that uh, these statements that uh, when you think about it, because it seems on the face of it to be, you know, against um, sort of common sense or what you would think. But when you really start thinking about it, it becomes absolutely in my uh, in my view anyway it becomes if not absolutely true quite true and more true of the opposite way it, i'm a big fan of you know like um uh, say pop psychology but psychology you know remember the poster of the cat and it's just like just hang in there baby and i always remember that poster because it's cute and it's kitsch but also it's true you know just just hang in there persevere and what's you know, it's 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 a nice statement, but to me, it's kind of meaningless without that. Well, how? 
How do I do that? Uh, don't know where I'm going with that, but uh, but I guess this one there is a how do you do it? And anyway, the statement is, and I, I got this from Brianna Weist or West. I guess it's Weist, um, but I like it a lot, and it's um, it's about routines and having a routine. And I, this is not an exact quote, but close enough. Uh, having a routine frees us of the burden of having to make choices. And I I heard that and I was like, oh, yes, that's true. But again, it flies in the face of, you know, we all like freedom and freedom to choose and making choices uh, is, is part of, you know, I think what human beings think they like. But in reality, we don't really like choices. In fact, there's a thing called choice paralysis. And if you've ever stood in front of the salad dressing aisle at a grocery store, you know what that is. It's like there's too many options. Or being at a restaurant and having a menu with 30 items, it becomes impossible. Uh, and uh, psychologically, you know, if you give people about five, five to seven choices, that's a good amount. And they will make a choice and they will be happy with one. But if you give someone 30 choices, they will eventually make a choice and then come to second guess that choice continually. Um, and that's one thing about routines. And, and I was listening to uh, David Lynch and, um, boy, I forget the name of the other person, uh, but very creative people. And they were very much about their routine. The routine of their everyday life, like what to have for lunch, what time to get up, when to go to the gym, all that stuff, because it freed them from having to make a choice. Like if, if you get up, you know, and, and you go to the gym at nine o'clock, you just go. But if every day you go, well, I could go to the gym or I could do this other thing, you know, we, you know, we tend to choose the thing that in the short term will be the more expedient, but not having a choice, sticking to a routine, like nine o'clock or whatever, I go to the gym, that's it. I don't even think about it. I just put on my shoes and go. It frees you of the burden of having to make a choice. And every time we make a choice, there's a good chance that we'll make a bad one. And when I say bad, I mean, that's a poorer outcome for us in the long run. That's what I think about choices. Like I, I try to make the choices that in the short term are tough, but in the long run will be a benefit, right? Going to the gym in the short term is a tough choice, but in the long run, boy, that's so much better for you, uh, assuming you don't hurt yourself. So uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it short. Uh, and that just to leave you with that idea of having routines frees us from the choice, the burden of having to make a choice. You know, I remember, you know, going to Blockbuster uh, with one, even by myself, it was hard enough. But then when you were with your family and you're trying to find a movie that you can all agree upon, oh boy, in that case, choice is not so good. Um and uh, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, you know, sitting down, you know, and, and pulling up a streaming service, Netflix or Prime or Crave or HBO or whatever, and trying to decide on what to watch is hard. Uh, what was easy is growing up, I had like three choices. That was always easy to pick something to watch. And generally, I liked it. I mean, sometimes there was nothing on and I'd have to do some thing drastic like 
go for a walk or read something, God forbid. But yeah, I think definitely choice paralysis is a thing and, and having too many choices and will make us tend to regret the choice we make. Whereas if choice is limited and that bears out in so many things from, you know, programming to music, uh, to online dating, uh, with too many options comes, hmm, what if, what if I am choosing the wrong thing? And, um, yeah. And so what I, what I like to do now, especially when it comes to my day-to-day things is I have a routine and the more I solidified that routine coming out of COVID and it's now been two years, uh, a, the more I get done, be the happier I am. Um, and I, and I'm, and I'm trying to organize my life even more so to remove uh, as much as is possible. The, the, the choice part of sort of the mundane, if I could say parts of my day and by mundane, I mean the, the things I do every day that are just, uh, you know, sustaining, like, you know, meditating, going for a run, going to the gym, um, lunch, like these things I try to keep very the same, if not day to day, like my breakfast is the same, but my dinner will rotate. But on Monday, I have pretty much the same thing. Tuesday, pretty much the same thing with minor variations. Uh, and I find that remarkably satisfying and easy. I re- you know, it's not that long ago that I remember like every day agonizing over what, what I'm going to eat today. Uh, does that sound familiar? And now I don't because I know, oh, it's Wednesday. I'm going to, it's going to, it's going to one of these two things, you know, Saturday is one of these two or three options. And, you know, I can't tell you how much freeing that is. So routine frees us from the burden of making choices. And it actually, for me, has been quite liberating and quite freeing (laughs) in a weird, you know, in in a weird way. It's freeing. It feels very free to just do the same thing all the time. Anyway, that's my time for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time here on Deserts of Plenty. Take care. Bye.